Hi, Farmer Fred. This is Mary. I garden in Arlington, Virginia, which is zone 7A. I'm a new gardener. I uh, started gardening during the pandemic. When I'm digging the soil, um, we'll sometimes encounter these things that look like worms, but they jump. They jump. They literally like slither and jump. And then I think maybe they're snakes. And I was wondering if you had any idea what they might be. Thank you for indulging the questions, Farmer Fred. I enjoy your podcast so much. Mary, thanks so much for that question about the uh, jumping worm. It's also known as crazy worm or Asian jumping worm and snake worm. And apparently it's coast to coast. I'm glad they're not here, Debbie Flower. Boy, we can only hope that they don't get here. But this is a an Asian native that has somehow gotten into the U.S. And boy, that must have been a surprise <laughs> to see the worms jumping in your garden. And they're good for nothing. They're good for nothing. Yes, they eat. They exist mostly in the duff. So the lovely organic matter that we love to talk about and how beneficial it is, that's where they live. And they eat twice as much, at least, as any other kind of worm that we have in our garden would eat in a day. And when they poop it out, you know, we like the worm compost, worm castings, we call them, uh, from earthworms. But when these jumping worms poop out their castings, they are not good for the environment, for the gardening environment. So they're, they're a real headache. They probably came to you e either in a plant that uh, had them that you got, hopefully not at a nursery. Nurseries are aware and trying to keep track of it, but they get their stock from other places or in a plant you got from a friend or on tools, or if you visited a garden that had them and they were on your feet, something like that is how they would get into your garden. So controlling them and preventing them from spreading in other parts of the garden will be some sanitation. When you have worked in the area of the garden that has them, you'll want to be sure that your tools and your shoes are clean and your wheelbarrow and your bucket and whatever else is clean. And if when you get new plants to knock them out of the pot and shake them to make sure that there aren't any in there. When they have babies, they have cocoons. I couldn't find out what those cocoons look like, uh, but they um, have several babies in the cocoon and then they come out and grow and quickly get to be big. So if you, you're not just looking for the worms themselves, you're looking for these cocoon-like structures. All I can think about is that movie that I had called Cocoon, <laughs> when I think of this cocoon. And to get rid of them, the best thing is to lay plastic, bury it around the edges over the area. It's generally assumed that these are new, and they're not going to be all over your yard yet. They're just going to be where you found them in this one location. So take plastic and lay it over that. The thickness of the plastic is not as important as if you're solarizing. Just some, it could be two mils, it could be thicker than that. Clear, clear colored plastic, lay it over them, bury the edges, and it should get up to 104 degrees pretty quickly, and that will definitely kill the cocoons. I didn't see anything that said about whether it would kill the adults as well, but you don't want to continue this process on and on and on. A lot of cooperative extensions in many states now have handouts about the jumping worm. It's become that big of a problem. And apparently the cocoons are pretty small, two to three millimeters across. They could be orange or brown in color. They're kind of circular with one point. I would think those would be difficult to find in soil. Yeah, two to three millimeters. That's It's 25 millimeters per inch. So, yeah, two to three millimeters is, is very small. And being that color, they're going to blend right in with the soil. Right. So you're going to have to just do the plastic and get it up to 104 degrees or above 
to kill them because you, you're probably not going to find them. The other issue with the jumping worm is apparently it's popular for fishing and there are people who are selling the worms. Mm -hmm. So don't release fishing worms into your garden, for one thing, just right. in case. Right. And that can happen. I've done it. I've gone and bought fishing worms to try to improve my garden in, in the past. And so you want to know the difference. Obviously, they're going to jump. So that's <laughs> that's one big difference. If they're jumping, you do not want to put, have them in your garden. But just in case that doesn't happen in the moment you look at them, the uh, jumping worms will have a uh, white to gray band, as an earthworm does, has a band on it. But it's very smooth and not raised on, on the uh, jumping worm. And it goes all the way around the jumping worm, completely around in a circle. Whereas an earthworm will have a white to gray raised section, but it is raised. It is higher than, than around it, and it doesn't go all the way around the uh, circle of the worm. Jumping worms coming to a garden near you, unless you're vigilant. Oh, boy. Um, Keep your eyes out. Get rid of them as fast as you can. There you go. Thanks for helping out on this one, Debbie. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Fred. We'll have a link in today's show notes. More information about the uh, jumping worm from Oregon State University. Look for that in the show notes for this episode of the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast.